0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Pavel from Better World International here. And today I have with me a really special guest, uh, which is uh, Ken Surratt. Uh, and uh, Ken is the founder and CEO of, of the Water is Life, a nonprofit organization providing the clean water solutions to millions of people around the world. Having work of orphans, Africa, South America and Asia, Ken has spent his life helping at-risk children and third-world communities. Uh, that's my pleasure to host another Dreamer uh, from the other side of the world. And um, I was looking forward uh, to this interview. I, I was looking for your TEDx uh, speech. I was observing your uh, efforts, uh, and um, I really admire.
1: Thank you, Paul. It's a great uh, honor and privilege to be here with you and uh, to partner with you guys. It's going to be a, um, a great experience for everybody.
0: I think so. Ken, so as I told you on, the, on this little, you know, our small talk, that I prepared some different questions than usually. And basically, um, the, the first, you know, this is a little structure and I can show you this structure. Basically, I want to ask you a few questions. First one, what is the problem that we're facing? Second question I want to ask you, why we have this problem or why people have this problem? Mm-hmm. Third one question is, I want to ask you, what will happen if we'll do not anything about this? My fourth question is, what is the solution? Mm-hmm. And the fifth question is, uh, how is that working already? What you were able to accomplish? And Perfect. Cool. So this, okay. this yeah, little, that's great this little structure. Okay, so let's, let's begin. Ken, what is, okay. what is the problem we, we're facing and that you are solving?
1: Uh, Paul, the, the, the problem that we're facing is, um, to, put it, to put it bluntly, today 6,000 people will die because they don't have clean water. 5,000 of them are children. And so the problem that we're facing is, uh, is a twofold uh, problem. One is water scarcity. In other words, there's just not enough water um, in certain areas of the world. And the other is water purity. Um, there's not enough, there may be water, but there's not enough potable water uh, or the water's not clean enough. Uh, 80% of the people that are in hospitals in developing countries are there because of waterborne disease. And so the, the problem is wow. a huge problem. It's a global problem that all of us share together.
0: So, did, so you want to tell me that 6,000 people every day
1: dying? Every day, every day dying. 5,000 of those are children. Uh, one in five children in sub-Saharan Africa are going to die before they reach the age of five. Uh, in most areas in Africa, they don't even name their child until after they're, you know, maybe a year old or two years old, because they don't want to get so attached to that child, and then that child just passes mm-hmm. away.
0: For me, it's so hard to believe, and because I think we 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 live in the Western world, with where is the water is granted, and. It's kind of normal thing. And it's, it's, it's so hard for me to believe that 6,000 people today will die in this, that in the world, which is, looks so developed on the outside with so much technology. Right. And it's, it's how, where, where is, where is this happening? I, I might sound like it. I don't know much, but I, I don't know. And it's, it's hard to believe for me.
1: Yeah, well, when you take a look at, um, let's say, India, for example,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, India has a um, huge population, one almost and a half billion people, uh, yet most of their infrastructure is compromised. And so there's just no availability for the clean water. If you look at what's going on globally, um, 97% of the water, you know, the, the, the globe is covered, uh, three fourths of the water. Uh, of the globe is covered in water. 97% of the water that is on the earth
0: mm-hmm.
1: is salt water. We have 2% that are in the polar ice caps. So we have seven and a half billion people all drinking 1% of the fresh water that's available on the surface. And so we're we are in this hockey stick of population growth. And ex- India is a great example, a billion and a half people live in this continent alone. And they have not only water scarcity issues, but then they also have water purity issues. Both of those issues are a big problem for them. They're drilling wells that are thousands of feet deep now um, to get the water that they need because the aquifers are drying up. Because there are so many, if you will, straws poking down into the aquifer, that cup of water that uh, used to be there is no longer there now. And they're having to go deeper and deeper and deeper uh, into uh, other aquifers in order to get the water that the country needs. Uh, mm-hmm. sub saharan Africa, same situation there. Mm-hmm. Uh, aquifers are, from wells that are being drilled are mm-hmm. drying up. Uh, the climate change and all the things that mm-hmm. are going on in our climate is also having an impact on the surface water that's available as well. So all of these things are playing into uh, that, um, that, that figure of you know, the, the thousands and thousands of people that are dying each day.
0: Do we not, as a human, have technology to make the salty water as a sweet water to drink? We do.
1: Um, the problem with a lot of the, the desalination technology today is the amount of energy that it costs to, to run it mm-hmm. is very, very expensive. And then the upkeep and the maintenance on the RO filters, reverse osmosis filters, um, is very, very uh, expensive. And it also produces a lot of waste. A typical RO system, mm-hmm, reverse mm-hmm. osmosis system, will produce one gallon of water but create three gallons of toxic waste. Oh, wow. And then that waste has to be disposed of. Uh, California just uh, brought uh, some huge desalination plants on online. They're mixing one part of the brine, the, the toxic waste that's created, they're mixing one part to five parts seawater. They're going to reintroduce that back into the uh, ecosystem uh, offshore. And so their white paper that says the impact of this, it's only, only going to kill the fish eggs and the plants. Okay. Only going to kill the fish. Let that sink in for just a second. Exactly, it's going to destroy the ecosystem. Yes, they're going to be they're going to be no fish available now yes. for generations to come because we're creating water. It also costs millions of dollars each month to of electricity to to operate it. There are some cool creative solutions that are coming into the market. Uh, we're partnered with a group out of the UK right now mm-hmm. that has created a solar powered uh, distillation system that um, is available for for home use. It's mm-hmm. a pretty incredible little system. It'll create five to seven gallons of water for a family every day and they can take salt water they can pee in it they can pour water that you know is dirty and mucky and icky and it will distill the water and create clean water for them all using solar power. Pretty cool stuff that's coming available in the very near future.
0: Exactly. So, <clears throat> how do you think, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of this kind of new inventions, how do you think, how, f- how fast we'll have to wait for those kind of things be available for, for people?
1: Uh, right now, um, the group uh, that is uh, doing this project is in the development phase. We're their uh, non-governmental organization partner and we're going to be implementing, we hope, uh, in this first half of the year. Uh, They're in production now of um, their uh, test units. We're going to do field testing to eliminate um, uh, contaminants. And specifically, we're targeting fluoride in an orphanage that uh, provides water for 600 uh, children a day and food for those kids. And they uh, will test the fluoride as it goes into the machine. We'll test. Of course, there won't be any after it comes out, but then we'll see. Uh, will take this test um, to its fruition uh, in a uh, three-month, six-month evaluation on the bone density and um, the, uh, the impact on the, the, the teeth enamel uh, of the children that are taking part in the um, program.
0: So do you think in, it will take a year or more, two years, to actually uh, make this available for people?
1: I, I hope that by the end of the year it will be commercially available, that people will be able to get these. Um, and implement them in areas that are in desperate need.
0: <laughs> I like this conversation, Ken. Um, what cause actually? It's are we overpopulation or what, what's going on that we actually face I, I, in this? Well, I think there's a there's several factors yeah.
1: that are involved. And you <laughs> go back to those two problems: is water um, availability, the access mm-hmm. to water. Um, mm-hmm. Again, we only have access to one percent of the surface water. Um, that's available, that's potable. And so we have, a, we have a growing population that's part of the problem. We have not only water availability and access, but also water purity um, mm-hmm. that's, that creates the problems. And so um, you have all of these factors that are coming together. And sure. then you have um, uh, companies and governments that are selling their water rights um, to monetize. And so you'll have, uh, in fact, in um, some of the biggest oil and gas producers, mm-hmm. uh, companies are now buying water rights instead of oil and gas rights. So that tells you where the next, um, the next uh, real uh, battle is going to be waged, and it's going to be in with water um, because the, the water scarcity issue um, is becoming more and more on people's radar. And so they're... Uh, they're finding out that, hey, we need to be buying up these water rights so that we can monetize water and sell it to people. Right now, here where I live, I pay more for a gallon of water at the gas station than I do for a gallon of gas. Wow. And it's, you know, it's all about convenience. Um, the, uh, the average person in the developing country, they don't, you know, a child will get three ounce, or excuse me, eight ounces of water uh, most of it polluted, which is not enough water to keep your brain hydrated. Um, so, you need you need more. You need about a liter of water to be able to keep your brain hydrated in a day, and that's not even what their what the average uh, child is getting is not even a liter's worth of water.
0: So, why are we facing the water purity? It's because of the natural things, or we actually we destroy. <laughs> the the sources.
1: You know what? I hate to say this, but I think you already know the answer to that question. We have created our own our own dilemma. Um, you know back even as far back as, as time, caveman would would set up by the by the stream and he would get rid of his waste and the next person downstream would have to deal with it. We've been doing it since the dawn of mankind. We have natural occurring pollution, yes um but we're the biggest uh we're the biggest culprits in this we've created our own problems uh here in the united states um we're seeing crumbling infrastructure we're seeing uh the impact that not building new dam structures to capture more water we're living on what the structure that was created by our parents and our grandparents um 70, 80, 100 years ago, the infrastructure was made, and we've done nothing to improve it since then. And so I think a global issue for developed countries now, we're seeing taking place in uh, lead that's showing up in uh, city areas all over the world, Uh, not just in Flint, Michigan, not just in in the United States, but globally because of a decaying infrastructure. Uh, As people are testing the water that's coming out of their tap, they're finding oh my gosh, there's, uh, there's not only uh, heavy metals like lead in the water, but there's also pharmaceuticals. Where is that coming from? Well, it's from uh, the antiquated waste treatment and then that reintroduction of that treated water back into the potable water solution. So now we have superbugs that have been created because they're resistant to um, antibiotics because you and I are getting micro doses of antibiotics in our water uh, because of an improper treatment of wastewater then being reintroduced into uh, the potable water system. It's, it, it, as you unpack this thing, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And so long, long, uh, that was a long answer to a, short, um, to a short question. Yes, we're the major culprit. There are natural occurring things, but we're the ones that have created the dilemma.
0: It sounds like a serious problem.
1: Very serious, and it's not just for underdeveloped or developing countries. It's a global problem that we're all going to have to deal with.
0: <clears throat> That's interesting. For example, I'm in in last few months there was a movie, uh, the new movie about the the market housing crisis, which happened in the two thousand
1: eight. Right, the Big Short. Yes. Yes.
0: Did did you did you watch the
1: credits? Yes.
0: Exactly. The doctor
1: is only uh, investing in water. Water. Exactly. That. That should be a big wake-up call to everybody in the world. Exactly. That was a big wake-up call for our me. Our world is, is facing a crisis, and it is watered.
0: And um, so how is that happening that a lot of people are not aware at all what's going on?
1: You know, um, I think a lot of people are, um, are ignorant by choice. Um, they, they can see some of the effects of pollution, but we really don't want to change our lifestyle. Uh, in order to make a difference. You know, California is a great example uh, because of water scarcity there. Um, they have gone on water rationing. You can't water your lawns. You can't wash your cars. You can't uh, do a lot of things. They're asking people not to flush as much. They're asking them not to wash their dishes as often, load the dishwasher up, you know, and or do it by hand where you don't use as much water. And they're seeing a, a reduction you know some cities are at 26 percent reduction in use if if we'll just wise up and start using water more efficiently and effectively not take a you know a 15 20 minute shower but take a five minute shower um get you know i don't have to worry about hair you've got a beautiful head full of hair you know um i can take i can take a shower in just a couple of minutes it doesn't take me that long um you know but um i have less uh, less to cover Uh, But, you know, I understand that, you know, people don't want to make, or they think that their sacrifice is not going to make a difference. But I'm telling you, everybody uh, working together will make a difference and will make an impact. We limit the use that we use right now, cut back on our current usage, and uh, we help others that don't have um, clean potable water or access to water to have
0: that. Ken, before we'll get to the solution, because that will be probably the most interesting part. If we will not change what we are doing and how we're behaving right now, mm-hmm. what's going to happen? Um,
1: I'm not a prognosticator, um, but I have been. Um, I have been in this now for quite a while, and I see trends. And the the movie that you mentioned, The Big Short, I think is a is a. Uh, hopefully, people see it as a wake up call. Um, if not, we're, we're in for some serious trouble. Um, we've got to realize that our, our, our water shortage also affects our food chain. Um, our food chain affects the livelihoods of, you know, millions, of millions and millions of people um, because if you don't have enough water to grow the food, people go hungry. Uh, if there's not adequate water or if there is a contaminated, let's say a city Uh, gets hit with a terrorist attack on their water supply. Mm -hmm. Or there's a naturally occurring situation such as Flint, Michigan, Mm -hmm. where they changed the water source. They didn't treat the water properly. It therefore corroded the pipes and the infrastructure. It's created a lead problem um, for all of the households in Flint. And now they're having to go get bottled water to drink, to eat with, to bathe with in order uh, to survive. We're going to find that more and more and more globally that those kinds of situations are going to come up. And we think it's a third world problem. It is not just a third world problem. It is a worldwide pandemic problem. And we've got to deal with it. If we don't, we're all going to be bathing with bottles of water. It's going to be uh, it's going to come down to that.
0: Ken, um, I, I really appreciate that you don't want to, you know, scare kind of or, you know, you don't want to have this uh, vision of, you know, apocalyptic kind of stuff. I uh, appreciate that. I, but I think if we sometimes don't really show people the results and negative effects of what's going on, right. I think so that the wake-up call is harder. And so I, I understand if you don't want to say some words, you can put it in my mouth. I will be happy. Yeah, I can. I can do it. I can. I yeah. understand you can, but I, I can. So let, let me. So if we will not start taking care of the water, let's say, is it the solution of actually decreasing the amount that we use? I think this is one part. Or in the short period of time, it might work. I think it's still we we facing what? some bigger. Take- yeah, to kind of put it in perspective, okay,
1: a, um, a family in a developed country will average about 100 gallons per day per person in their family. So a family of three or four people going to use three or 400 gallons of water a day, okay? A family in a third world country will use less than five gallons for their whole family per day. Okay, And so if, you, if we can just cut what we're using, that will dramatically affect... Um, the amount of water that we're using, but then we've also got to come up with some other better creative ways to um, recapture and recycle wastewater. Um, there are There's technology that's available right now that we can reclaim nearly 100% of the wastewater mm-hmm. that's produced. And so if a city, say, their demand for water is four or five million gallons of water per day, they're going to produce... Uh, through flushing of the toilet, uh, down the sink, down the drain kind of uh, production, they'll produce about two to two to two, to two and a half million uh, gallons of water of waste. If we can recapture that and do it in a cost effective way, that then it is reintroduced into the water source, it cuts the demand of that water in half. Um, if you're following, following mm-hmm. the math here, if they need four million gallons a day, and they produce two million gallons of waste we recapture that waste we reintroduce it we just basically cut their daily need from four million to two million gallons um, if they can then make conscious effort to conserve water they could save 20 30 more percent of the water that they use that makes it available to other people um, for developing countries <laughs> getting that water to them is a difficult situation and i know that mm-hmm. um it's helping them to discover ways to post treat water that is contaminated. Um, We have some really cool innovative technology Mm -hmm. that um, uses um, uh, repurposed medical filters to, not reused, but repurposed medical filters to purify water to the Mm -hmm. level that we drink uh, here in the developing country. Mm -hmm. And it can be water that is taken out from a creek, a stream, a water catchment system, Mm Um, very, very effective ways to help deal with water quality issues.
0: Okay, so let me, let me sum this up. So basically okay. um, if we're not going to we basically waste a lot of a lot of a lot of water, especially in, the, in those. Exactly. And this also would, would cause the, the big problem and this is probably the shortest way what we can do something about this immediately. Right. Immediately. Exactly. We can immediately do something. Exactly. By those if we if we will not if we will not do this, so basically what's going to happen? The, the our water supply will end, or uh, right? Or are we going to have Drastic, less?
1: drastically reduced. Um, you see what, you know. You can take what's happening in areas in developing countries right now, like California. Um, Mandatory, you know, by law, if you get caught, you're getting fined $1,000 or $2,000, you know, for watering your grass or, or uh, uh, washing your cars and things like that. You're getting fines. And so they're making their people change the way that they do things. Um, they're adding taxes if you have um, swimming pool or if you use X number of gallons of water, then you automatically get a fine that's added into your water bill that you have to pay or they're going to cut your water off. We're, we're at that, that tipping point now in developing oh, wow. countries where we have to make the decisions to change our lifestyle, to reduce um, our use of water um, in order to be able to have enough water to sustain the population that we have now.
0: Okay. So one more time before I will start asking about all the yeah. solutions. <clears throat> so okay, if we're not going to um, make a usage less, if we're not decrease decrease the usage, basically what's, what can happen? We could not have enough water to, you know, to deal with the plants, to sustain ourselves. And that could create a lot of problems, like, for example, with food chain or with... Food the, chain. Uh, and exactly. with the normal life, like uh, people start buying the water, right? Making supplies, they will. They might start buying those to survive, basically, right? Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so it's not good vision, but let's say what's No, is it's th-
1: not a. It's not a great picture. Yes. Um, and as our population grows, the demand for water, the demand for food, um, and you know the, it, it, it takes hundreds of gallons of water. Uh, to produce a one pound of ground beef, um, we don't realize what how much water is going into our food chain, um, and so as we begin to think about this, we we're just you know you're initially thinking just water, but it's food development as well. Um, the the amount that agriculture takes is a huge demand, but if you cut it and you don't grow as much, then you know, people are going to go hungry. So, you know, it's it, it all is interrelated. Everything is connected with water. That's that's why uh, water is life. Um, you know, the the uh, nonprofit that I founded, I believe is is the catchphrase for this generation. Water is life. Whether it's food, shelter, clothing, everything depends on water. Yeah. You and I can live uh, about three minutes without air. We can live three days without water. We can live an indefinite amount of time without food, without shelter, without clothing, but three, three minutes without air, three days without water, you're dead. Those are the two most important um, elements that we, that we have, uh, is food and air, and we can't live without them.
0: Ken, solutions. How are we going to deal with this problem and how are we going to win? Uh, well...
1: Um, uh, first of all, um, back to how much water there is, mm-hmm. we have 97% of the world's water that's salt water.
0: Mm-hmm. We have
1: to develop ecologically sound, um, not only impacting the environment, but also uh, a less uh, on use of electricity, which mm-hmm. it has solar. its own set of issues. Yeah, solar, solar wind, other ways to, to capture water. Um, Drilling um, is definitely an option. Other ways to capture surface water, developing new um, hydroelectric dams that not only capture water but create uh, electricity in the process. Mm -hmm. Uh, Opening up more uh, opportunities for brilliant young minds to explore new ways to uh, not only desalinate but new ways to capture water, whether that's through rain catchment atmospheric generation. There's a ton of new things that are coming available. Uh, it's just the people allocating the, uh, the resources to, to, to do that. Uh, there are great organizations that are, uh, providing funds for some of that. Um, but I mean, right now, if, uh, if you and I took the money that, um, say, an NBA basketball player makes. Uh, we could make a huge dent in the world um, water crisis right now. Um, we're talking about making water potable. We're also needing to uh, create more water. And so that comes through rain catchment and other ways that we can do that, also through the desalina- desalination process as
0: well. Okay. So I would say the first, the first and then, uh, foremost it's, uh, first of all, we, we need to start using less.
1: Using less, exactly.
0: Okay, so in case of using less, how we could, okay, I understand. Shower, um, dishwashers, what else?
1: Um, toilets. Um, if, you're, if, if there's nothing floating in it, let it set. Flush it you know, once or twice a day. And I mean, each toilet flush is like five gallons of water. People don't realize that. Um, water your lawn less, you know, instead of running at 15, 20 minutes to uh, to water your grass that you're gonna have to mow anyway. Uh, let the yard die, put it in a rock garden. Um, do do other things or, or water at one or two minutes instead of, you know, 15 or 20 minutes. Cut back just little, every little thing counts and adds up and so, I, I, I don't think people realize how much water we, we waste or how many times have you gone by and you've seen uh, it's pouring rain and you've seen the sprinklers left on on somebody's house or a business and the sprinklers are just going crazy, but they still have the sprinklers on even though it's raining and there's natural occurrence for the, the, the grass to be watered. Uh, it, it, we do some things that are really crazy sometimes.
0: Awesome. So this is the, the first step, what, what we need to do in conservation. Yeah. Yes. So today, right now, besides using glass, what else mm-hmm. we can do? Because I understand the people who will be very smart, they should invest in those new technology, like uh, making the sweet water from salt water or collecting yeah. the surface water, right? right. Or new ways from atmosphere or, you know, these new systems. Uh, because this will be what we will need, and um, I, I completely agree with you. Besides that, today is it something that we can do? Um,
1: yes, um, I, I, I believe. Uh, you know, you, we, we first we talk about conservation,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and um, and now what we've got to do is we've got to concentrate on, um, uh, you know, not just conservation but creation. Mm-hmm. Um, is there technologies that can be used? Um, are there uh, young minds like yourself that can come up with new ways mm-hmm. of capturing water, creating water? Um, and you know, my my uh, bend is is there are those young minds like yourself. It's going to take your generation to um, really uh, embrace this problem, embrace this issue, and, and make it make a difference and save the planet. My generation, we threw money at stuff, turned our blind eye against it and said, hey, we hope it goes away. Well, it didn't happen. That's not the way it works. We've got to be concerned about the future. Um, We did nothing to help your generation out. Absolutely nothing. It's deplorable what we haven't done. It's time to change that. It's time for us to get passionate about what's important for our world, for the future generations, and we've got to start working now. We've got to conserve, we've got to create um, new sources, and we've got to be concerned about the future, about the people who don't have access uh, to clean water, but also who don't have access to water at all. The people in sub saharan Africa that need wells built, water containment, rain catchment systems built, and develop for themselves. Uh, people in areas in India where 99% of the water is so bad, there's no way you can drink it unless you post-treat it. Um, we've got to get concerned about um, the people uh, around the world and not just the you know our, our little small sphere of influence. So conserve it, um, uh, create,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then care and have concern for other people.
0: So what do you mean exactly by conserve? The less usage, decreased usage? Less usage, right. Conserve, water, we talked
1: about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the creation of you know, additional water sources, whether it's through desalination, water treatment, rain catchment, um, dams and things like that, the, the mm-hmm. infrastructure that's needed. And then uh, back to the third C, and I, I really think it's important, it's compassion, concern, uh, caring for other people, uh, is so, so important.
0: Exactly. I, I think I, I, I said somewhere in, in my articles that it's, it's hard to imagine that we are living in the world where I think it's really abundant. And, uh, and, uh, I, I don't think so there is a need for people dying and there is right. uh, no, there's not, there's not, it makes no sense at all. Exactly. Why? And wh- why? And, uh, I, if we have
1: misplaced priorities, I think when we pay athletes millions and millions of dollars to go play a game that we sit around and watch, or we spend, you know, thousands of dollars for tickets to give to a celebrity that performs a concert, why not take those same resources and put it toward doing something that matters, saving a life? Um, you know, for us, we've got, we've got a simple straw filter that for 10 bucks. You can provide water for a child for a year. It's that easy. There are simple solutions that are out there. Um, you know, for for to put things in perspective, you go to Starbucks once, you know, uh, you know every day, and you get a you get a Vente coffee and a scone, cost you ten dollars. Give that up once a week. At the end of a year, you donate that money um, every week to 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 buy a straw filter or to help some child out. Fifty two people are alive because I gave up something. That was a luxury in my life. It's that easy. We start making those little sacrifices. All of us working together. Boom! It can make a difference. But we've got to, we've got to change our priorities for sure.
0: I agree. And um, <clears throat> honestly, I, I, I maybe it's not happening right now on the global scale. But I, but step by step, I already see this happening, and the people want and the people. Yes. And uh, the more and more people are aware and uh, they have the same conclusions, like what, this is no need for, people, for other people for suffering if we have exactly. more than enough. That's what I'm saying. Your generation gets it.
1: You can raise money. You can do that. But you want to roll up your sleeves and go make it happen. That is exciting to me. That is what gets me up out of bed every day is to see this next generation being able to take the mantle of world change and making it a reality. You guys can do it. You have not only the resources, but you have passion to do it. And that's what it's going to take. Anything that I can do to help you, I want to be a resource. I want to be a tool. Um, You know, my my email address is easy. Just can at waterslife.com. I want to help people to tap into that passion to change the world. Um, that's what's important. Uh, I'm passionate about water. Your passion may be food or it may be homeless or it may be you know, providing you know, um, uh, electricity to those people. I, mean, I don't know what, what areas that the people that are listening to us are passionate about, but do something, do something. It takes all of us working together to make a difference. Do whatever you're passionate about and do it with gusto. Do it with everything that you Put got. Throw your whole heart into it. And I guarantee you, one person can make a difference. One person can change the world. But it starts with you.
0: I agree. <clears throat> Ken, so while we're going to win, I honestly, there's a, a lot of work. Let's, let's explore the possibility we won that. It means that we build a better world. Our generation, let's imagine there is 100 years from now. We made it. And uh, the world is structured differently um, the, you know, we up implement those changes and uh, there is more compassion and more love and, and all these kinds of things. How do you think, how in case of the water, when we apply those new technologies, how is that going to be functioning? Like the vision of the, of the better world that we face that and we made it and we won and there is new world, a better world.
1: You know, um, I don't know exactly what it looks like. Um, I'm counting on your generation to make it a reality. Um, I, I believe that there can be water equality, that people have access and people have clean water that won't make them sick. If we just provide clean water, we empty 80% of the hospital beds where they can deal with the real um, uh, our other life. 80%. 80%. Of the Eighty percent are there because of waterborne disease. Wow! It's, so it's tragic.
0: So, do you think that it's the it's the vision when we actually will clean the 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 rivers and the and the rivers, the humans will have the clean Absolutely. water.
1: And there's technology that can do that. That's what's uh, that's what's amazing. And there's going to be new technology that comes out that will make um, cleaning rivers and water sources at the source better, maintaining. Um, uh, tighter control of what industries and what cities can dump into the existing um, uh, infrastructure. Uh, I, I'm amazed. I talked to different governments and uh, uh, government officials from all over the world. We're in 40 different countries around the world. And so I get uh, a lot of them come to me and consult. And like I, I had a hospital the other day. Well, we, we need to we need to clean up what we're putting into the river right now uh, because the government's gonna shut us down. And so they asked me to come and consult with them. Well, guess what? You know what they're doing right now? Everything is raw sent right into the river. Wow. And so the people downstream are getting sick, whether it's with um, the uh, toilet water that's coming out of the hospital, the pharmaceuticals wow. that are being used up. Um, the the toxic chemicals and the biohazard that's being dumped into the river right now. And this is happening not just in one location, but in millions of locations around the world. You have factories that are dumping raw sewage from what they manufacture straight into the river, hoping somebody else downstream will clean it up and deal with it. We've got to change. And it's going to take everybody working together, from the government to the individual person, um, down to the individual level, making it, making a difference, making an impact.
0: Do you think it, it will be the time whenever a human being will be able to, t- to go to the river and take the water and drink from the river directly in this?
1: I see, I see a day like that. I see a day when we can go back to drinking out of the rivers and the streams because they are clean again. I can envision that, um, but again, it's not going to happen in my lifetime. That's the sad thing. It's going to you know,
0: happen in your. Honestly, I'm. I'm not sure it's going to happen in my lifetime. Honestly, like when, I'm, when i see when I see, I really think that we, for example, one of our mission of organization we is one of our goal is to create a 100 years uh, plan. So I uh-huh. think so. Some of those changes that my generation starts will not be able to see. But we need to prepare the generation which comes after us exactly. to continue the changes that we start. Exactly. And, I and think- that's
1: where my generation failed. We didn't do that. We really didn't. We left you guys with a bad situation, only getting worse. And now it's your responsibility.
0: Yes. I I, Sometimes I say that the life that we live here, it's not the most supportive life or the life might be so much wonderful adventure and with so much resources that we have. There is no need for suffering or struggle even. And of course, people need works, but I think people won't work. Like they Mm -hmm. they want to, to make those things happen. So... I think, you know, that's my life mission to actually bring those big, bold changes to the world and then start and, uh, of course, leave the plan for those people behind me to continue and from 100 years from now, maybe from 200 years from now, having a different world, the better world.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well, what, with what you're doing and the way that you're educating um, uh, the world about how to make a better world. I mean, better world international is helping to educate people to, to bring about the change. Um, You know, it takes all of us working together. Education is a key. It starts with education. Um, And so what you guys are doing um, to, um, to help um, bring awareness and to help um, people to understand what's going on. uh, That's the, that's the starting point. And, um, it will only grow from there. So I, I, I want to say a special word of thank you to you and your organization uh, for making this world a better place. I know you guys have come up with some cool creative things. I'm excited to be able to share those with our network of people of how they can do good. And and whether it's through a simple game or or whether it's making a donation to a cause that they're passionate about, um, It again, it takes all of us working together to make that happen.
0: Ken, I absolutely love that conversation. And uh, I would like to ask you how we and uh, the, our dreamers who listen uh, to this, how we can support you and how you can support your uh, mission right now.
1: Right now, um, get involved, um, whether it's with us or with another organization to provide clean water to those people that need it. Sure, I um, know that you have pay- this really
0: cool straw, right? So we, what we can do right yeah. now, we can go and, and, and donate and buy those straws, right? And yeah, they can sponsor a straw or a home system or if
1: somebody, you know, has the resources and they want to drill a well, we um, we're uh, we just finished a well in um, southern tell me, tell Kenya. Me,
0: tell me more. So, there's a draw and there's a home system and how much yeah, is this the, home system is? Yeah,
1: straw, straw system. a straw is $10. It'll provide a year's worth of water sure. for a child in the developed country. We Our goal is to get those straws in the hands of as many kids as we possibly can. A home system is about 40 or $50. And that will provide years of ultra-purified water um, for a family. Uh, a well 40 or $50? Uh, you know, only $50? $50 dollars. for uh, uh, you
0: know, years really? of clean water.
1: Yeah. Maybe I didn't I I, I,
0: was, I was thinking maybe $400, 500
1: No, 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 no. no. 40 to $50, dollars, depending on how much... Uh, it costs for us to purchase buckets in the country. We, we, uh, we use um, a filter kit that's a, a nano filter that is amazing. It's very simple, uses gravity to push through the filter. The people are taught how to back flush the filter with clean water, and it lasts for years. Um, we, have, um, we have a centralized water treatment plant that... Um, will provide ultra-purified water for thousands of families every day from any kind of water source, except for salt water, any kind of of, um, Mm -hmm. non-salt water solution. So if it's rainwater catchment or a pond or a creek or stream, we capture that water, we treat it with this water treatment system, and it runs all on solar and wind power. We have some new so, things that are coming so out. So
0: this, this 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 last thing that you that you said, this entire system. Uh-huh. How much is to sponsor this entire system?
1: To sponsor one of those is about twenty thousand um, dollars. To drill a well in a in a uh, typical area is ten to fifteen thousand dollars for us. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them we can get in at less if we can do hand dug wells with a hand drilling system that we use. From a partner organization, mm-hmm. um, they're able to do it for a couple of thousand dollars. So uh, it just depends on the area and where we're at, and uh, what uh, what the uh, the type of soil and things that we're drilling in.
0: Can people can people, for example? Make a donation for this particular system. Let's say a few people just want to be contribute to this bigger system, and they wanna they wanna know because I understand this system for twenty thousand dollars, it will help for entire families, right? It's it's yeah well,
1: yeah it'll it, thousands of families we have thousands of families three hundred of these all around the world right now, um, and um, they are uh, they're running past their guarantee point. They're guaranteed <laughs> for ten years. Um, to not have any problems. And we've had remarkable success with them. Um, Right now I'm working on a project to transform the largest slum in the world um, and bring in hundreds of these systems to provide clean water to the million people that are uh, crammed into this little uh, area in, in Kenya, the world's largest slum. And so there is technology now that is available that um, can do this. It's a matter of the funds um, to be able to put them into implementation.
0: Okay, this this technology that we were uh, talking about this, which purify the salt water. I mean, making the sweet water from the salt water. How do you right. think how much it will cost? This, for example, um, to sponsor this this
1: the sponsor one. I think that what they're going to do is they're going to offer the um, the NGOs. At a discounted rate, say I'm going to say around five hundred dollars mm-hmm. per, you know, to sponsor one of these. The, they're going to also make it available if somebody wants to purchase this um, for a thousand dollars retail. So mm-hmm. basically, they're going to give the non-governmental organizations, the nonprofits, uh, the mm-hmm. different mission groups sure. that go out, they're going to give it to them at the wholesale cost. That they then they'll then they'll also make it available to people to buy them directly from stores and online.
0: Okay, Ken. So for example, if some of our listeners want to, would like to support you, so they go into waterislive.com. Uh-huh. And uh, click on
1: donate now at the very top top right hand corner. Okay. And
0: they can donate
1: a straw filter, a home system for sure. $50. They can donate a well if they want to for $10. They can donate a sunspring system. Just let me know. Um, my email is ken at waterslife.com. Be glad to work with them in any way that we can.
0: Ken, that, uh, that was a wonderful conversation. I, I love I loved the mission that, that you have. And that was my pleasure to hosting you here in this little podcast. And uh, oh, Thank you
1: so much. Well, thank you for Better World International what you guys are doing. Uh, you get what um, Sir Winston Churchill said. It's one of the, the driving forces in my life. He made this statement, and it. Uh, when I was a, a very young boy, uh, he made this statement, and it, it really impacted my life. He said, you make a living by what you get, but you make a life by what you give. You get it. I appreciate what you and Better World International is doing. You understand it's not just about what we get, but what we give back that's going to make any, a difference in the world. Thank you for what you're doing. Um, bless your efforts, and if there's anything that we can do to help you, you know you've got a friend here at waterslife.com. Thank you, Ken.
0: Thank you Thank you very much. And the guys, you listen, and I think we'll have some really uh, cool cooperation uh, here in case of the good game. I will keep you posted. But right now, when you, in the time you're listening to this, you exactly know what to do. Uh, Ken, one more time, thank you very much. And that was a pleasure to having you here. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate all your efforts. Thank you.